Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With literally a tap and a click, you can set up almost instantly to meet clients in. You can go in and customize these places just like you would setting up a Zoom or setting up uh, the Ecamm product for a live video show. This is a light switch into new and better technologies that will help us be more efficient, help me provide services to my clients in less time, cost the clients less money to get that end product done. Well, hello, my name's Ian Ansegray. We're talking about Web 3.0 again. Last episode, I gave a whistle-stop tour of Web 3.0 and blockchain and cryptocurrency and NFTs. But it's such a complicated topic. It's been talked a lot about in the marketing space. So let's get on with it right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content Content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, Ian Anderson Gray here. It's time to get on and talk about Web 3.0 and the metaverse. And my guest today is the fabulous Mitch Jackson, who is an award-winning 2009 Orange County Trial Lawyer of the Year and 2013 California Litigation Lawyer of the Year. He enjoys applying his 35 years of practicing law to help and add value to consumers and clients who are doing the digital dance at the intersection of law, business, and technology, including the metaverse and Web 3.0. Welcome to the show, Mitch. Great to have you here. What a great introduction. It's good to be here. The metaverse is, right? The metaverse is so many platforms, so many opportunities. It's funny because I think before we went live, or maybe we were live, you were mentioning, what's this metaverse thing all about? I remember the same conversations before we brought our first fax machine into the office. I remember the same skepticism with what is this internet thing that everyone's talking about. How is that going to help us in business? I remember the same conversation with er the early days of social media, video, and live video. Take all of that, everybody, multiply it by 100, and you'll just start to get an idea about why I'm so excited about utilizing and tapping into the power of the different metaverse platforms. We're in for an exciting ride, Ian, and I'm glad that you and I are starting it off together. Yeah, no, it's exciting stuff. I mean, it it can be so overwhelming to so many people. And that's why I think we need to talk about it, because I think it was the same, like when the internet became a thing or the World Wide Web. And there was a, there's like quite a few famous newspaper cuttings from the 90s that were saying that the internet, (laughs) what's this internet thing? It's a passing fad and how wrong they were. I don't want to be that guy. I don't think any of us want to be that person who says this Web 3.0 thing is, or the metaverse is like a passing fad. Um, Katie Simpson is watching live. Uh, great to see you, Katie. Watching on Facebook, uh, who says, I remember fax machines. Yeah, I, I remember. What was it? It was telex, telex machines, I think, was before fax. I even remember those. Um, dear me, that's showing my age. Um, 
<laughs> you and I both. You and I both. And back then, it mm. was cutting edge. Using these technologies back then allowed us to build our brands, to separate ourselves from everyone else in town, especially when we put up our first website in 95, 96. Uh, you know, you're not going to get any. What is this Internet thing, Mitch? You're not going to get law clients through a website. Fast forward to today. Could you imagine having any type of business, especially a professional services business, and not have a solid, meaningful, exemplary digital brand? I mean, that's just not the way things work. You want to be all in. And Ian, I'm telling you, with the different metaverses technologies, uh, I see everything we've talked about uh, 100x moving into the metaverse. This isn't a new platform. This isn't a new uh, app that we have the option of being involved with. This is going to impact society uh, the same way that the printing press did back in the 1400s, electricity, the internet, social media, video and live video. Add all of that together, multiply it by 100, and I think that's what we're looking at. It's societal, global change. And it's happening because of three things. Number one, we now have fast, high-speed internet connections almost around the world. 5G with our mobile devices. Um, it's critically important to have an effective communication and experience on the metaverse. Number two, consumer expectations. With social distancing, with everything we've been through through the last couple of years with the pandemic, uh, consumers are comfortable with connecting with us whether it's by a Zoom, whether it's email, text, private messages on the social platforms. In fact, studies have shown that many consumers actually prefer that type of communication. They can be on their couch in their pajamas and interact with me as, as a lawyer. Number three, the platforms are easier than ever to use. When we talk about metaverses, we're not talking about just meta by Facebook. In fact, I'm not even thinking about Facebook. I'm talking about the tens of thousands of other companies that are building out platforms. Write this down, everybody. Companies like Spatial.io, companies like EngageVR.io, companies like Glue.work, companies like Horizon Workgroups and Workrooms. These are companies that you can click as easily as you click on a Zoom link to access a public conversation in the metaverse, in a virtual space, in a virtual office, or a private meeting with your lawyer, with your marketing expert, whoever it might be. With the convergence of all of these factors coming into play and it never being more easy to connect in the metaverse with your phone, tablet, laptop, or desktop, that's why we're here. If you really wanna have an experience that's magnified by about 95%, you put on an Oculus Quest 2 or other compatible headset, and you're in for a very professionally interactive, personal experience where you can share what you do, you can meet with your clients, and you can create a brand and marketing strategy that frankly, most people in your industry, regardless of who you are or what you're doing, have, have even thought about tapping into these platforms. So for all the above reasons, Ian, it's good to be here, and I can't wait to dive deep on all the above. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you've you've said so so much there that we could uh, dive into. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Travel to my metaverse is a steep technology traverse. Mitch Mitch Jackson. Mitch, Mitch, Jackson's coming. Travel to my metaverse. Travel to my metaverse. Travel to my metaverse. Travel to my metaverse.
first of all, I want to kind of know, you, you've already mentioned a bit of this. How did you get into all of this? You, you mentioned that, uh, I don't know whether it was like in the late 90s, you uh, set, set up your first website and, and, and you got into social, well, I suppose that was the, in the 2000s, wasn't it? Um, and sure. you, you're, it sounds like you are one of these people that is like definitely an early adopter and you saw the power of that. Can you give us a little bit of a, just a history of how you got into, in, I suppose, Web 2.0 and then how, uh, when Web 3.0 sure. became a thing, like how, how did you find out about it and how did you, why did you see this as such a, a great thing? And, and t- tell us a little bit more about that. Business necessity. Uh, I grew up on a ranch in Tucson, Arizona. My mom and dad uh, had a dude ranch and people from all over the world would come out and play a cowboy or cowgirl and ride horses. People like Walt Disney, John Wayne, Rock Hudson, a lot of famous uh, sports athletes and other people in different industries. And I watched how they built their business. Okay, fast forward to me moving to Southern California and being a new lawyer in town, really not knowing anybody in one of the largest legal communities on the planet. lot of good, well-established lawyers in this town. It was hard to break in. It was hard to stand out. And I started practicing back in 1986 and did things the traditional way and realized that uh, there had to be a better way to build my brand, a better way to stand out from all the noise. So when the internet started rolling around, and I've always been interested in technology, I've always been interested in in, in figuring out new things and, and playing with new bells and whistles. Uh, We went ahead and it just captured my attention. The first web browsers allowed us to stop coding and to instead click and go into this amazing new worldwide web, which is what it was called back in the day. As web starts started to develop, I realized, wait a minute, I can put up a website. It's going to be seen around town, around the state, around the nation, and even around the world and help me connect with more people than I'm able to sitting in my office, sitting across the desk one-on-one. We went all in on the website, on bulletin boards, on blogging, on early social media. And what I realized, Ian, is instead of me sharing and answering questions one-on-one. I was talking to a hundred people responding to a blog post or maybe a thousand people in a video or maybe 10,000 people in a live video around the world live. And then you and I both know what happens in, in the recorded fashion. And I've never been accused of being the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I realized there's something to this, this internet thing. And so we really dived all in and, and kind of gave ourselves permission to show our human side. You know, when I'm paddling down uh, my paddleboard around the island, if I'm going for a run back then, I was riding and racing motocross. We we're sharing pictures and videos and not many people had seen a lawyer doing those kinds of things. What I noticed was it started connecting me with people who shared similar hobbies, interests and passions. What I noticed was it allowed me to build a brand that nobody else in town was building. And so it allowed me to stay out, bring in new clients, do what we're really good at. And that's 35 years of trying cases. And like I said, it just worked. Well, with the metaverse, what we're seeing and with Web3, for all the reasons I've already shared, it's next level all of the above. It's everything I just mentioned, 100X. And so by building out a virtual office in a virtual space, we have our traditional law firm, but now Ian, what we do is we offer clients, my front office, listen, you can meet with Mitch here in the office if you'd like to maintain social distancing. We can do a Zoom, email, direct message on social platforms. We have a private client portal. You can also meet Mitch in his virtual office or in our virtual conference room. 
And that's intriguing to new clients, uh, potential referral sources. Everyone's like, I really want to try that out. Do I need a headset to do that? No, the platforms we use, you can access it with your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop. If you have a headset, that makes the experience much better. And so we've also noticed that by embracing this technology, it's allowed us to continue building our brand in a way that's exciting. It's exciting for me to do so. It's allowing us to stand out above the, all, all the noise and it's allowing us to connect with more people from around the world because of our involvement in Web3 and the metaverse than, than ever before. So this is something that, uh, that we're really excited about. And I also see this as being something that over the next three to five years, we'll be using the different metaverse platforms as often as we're using email, text, traditional video, videos like this, or the telephone. This is just something that's so easy to use. Share a link, share a password, people are in. And it's so intimate when you're interacting with someone. Ian, it's like you and I are standing in the same room together, looking at photos and vid videos, exchanging 3D objects on a product's liability case. I hand you the object, you can turn it over, you can show me what was broken or what piece of the object harmed you. And yeah, the opportunities are unlimited and that's why we're all in on this technology. Awesome, this is great what we're doing now. And obviously this is what we do on the show. We talk about live video and live video is great, but this is still kind of two dimensional. <laughs> and so like one right. of the things that we'll talk about with the metaverse, and I just want to say, if you're watching or listening and thinking like, oh, am I too late? You're not too late. There's very few experts in this field and we're, we're all trying to find our way and trying to kind of stumble along, I think. Some, some less so than others. And I know that you have spent a, a lot of time learning about all of this. But I tried my best our last episode to talk about what Web 3.0 is. So before we get onto the metaverse, what I'm still slightly puzzled with is like Web 3.0 and how it relates to the metaverse. So maybe if you could start explain, <laughs> it's such a big topic, sure. explain them, sure. explain Web 3.0 in, <laughs> in, in 140 characters. No, I'm joking. So uh, but do, do your best. Let, let us know what you, your view on it is. Absolutely. So, you know, what's interesting is sometimes we get so caught up in, in, in the terminology of things that we it's paralysis by analysis. And I always compare Web3 and the metaverse, the metaverses, because we're talking about thousands of different platforms, not just one. As let's take a step back when when you walked into your room this morning and hit the light switch, the lights came on. You weren't too concerned about where that electricity was generated, how it was generated, how it was wired into your home or office how the light switch actually works, what type of light bulbs you're using, it just worked. And what I want people to understand is whatever you want to call it, Web3 is just basically a new technology. It's based around the decentralization of products, technology, and content, okay? And all that means is instead of one company owning a platform uh, in, a, in a strict decentralized world, the, the platform is decentralized across servers around the world, for example. In the Web3 technologies, we're talking about concepts of uh, decentralized autonomous organizations called DAOs. We're talking about blockchain technology. Oftentimes, you hear people talking about non-fungible to tokens, NFTs. We're talking about smart contracts. We're talking about technology that makes it easier, faster, and less expensive to do what you're doing today. 
That's the easiest way for me to explain it to everybody. It's a new type of light switch that just makes things easier and faster. With this new light switch, there are challenges. We have to do our due diligence. We need to be careful who we're doing business with, you know, how we're setting up our platforms for security reasons. Uh, but I'm a glass half full type of person. In other words, I do believe that if we're transacting business in the metaverse or metaverses, you need to use digital currency in order to uh, uh, efficiently and seamlessly, you know, engage in transactions with digital currency, cryptocurrency comes the use of digital wallets. Everyone's heard of different types of digital wallets. And the reason all of this is important to me is because what we're seeing happen is the integration of Metaverse A with Metaverse B and Metaverse C through the use of digital wallets, which are part of the Web3 technology. And all I'm trying to say is, if you set up an office in Metaverse A, uh, you're investing in that office by creating assets, whether they're pictures hanging on your wall or statutes in your lobby, whatever it might be, furniture that you're actually purchasing and putting into your office. We want to be able to transfer that to metaverses B, C, and D. And eventually, within the next year or two, it's going to be easier to do so. We'll be using our digital wallets to do those transfers. Apple just announced that Apple Pay uh, is partnering with MetaMask, which is a very popular digital wallet, so that whether you're on your browser or on your phone, you can use your digital wallet for the things that I just mentioned, but you can also use your digital wallet to do a purchase or transaction at Starbucks, for example. And so I want everyone to kind of think about this digital wallet is going to be the key to the engine of Web3, which connects all of our different platforms. When it comes to the metaverse, it's simply a virtual extension of our reality. It's using avatars. It's using beautifully designed uh, office offices or conference rooms with literally a tap and a click. You can set up almost instantly to meet clients in. You can go in and customize these places just like you would setting up a Zoom or setting up uh, the Ecamm product for a live video show. So to answer your question, that's the way I look at this. This is a light switch into new and better technologies that will help us be more efficient, help me provide services to my clients in less time. It costs the clients less money to get that end product done. And when you combine AI Ian, into everything I'm talking about, what's being worked on right now, and it's out, and it's and it's being perfected on a daily basis. Real time voice, uh, uh, real time voice. Um, what am I thinking of? What's the inter? Um, what, jump in here, help me out but here for a second. It's not like voice, voice over IP, vo VoIP, no. No, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, no, when you, uh, translation. Thank you very much for oh, helping see, me out there, Ian. Okay, I, so I don't, don't think I help you. <laughs> no, 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 but check this out. Real time, I hope AI helps me think more clearly. Real time voice translation. So what I'm finding is when we host each, each week, Ian, we host, uh, my son and I host a virtual experience where we'll go into a different metaverse and we'll play with the tools and the devices and the different objects. Last week, we were on a virtual yacht at night, gorgeous yacht with a 100 foot flat screen out over the ocean, uh, sharing a presentation. And we had people from all over the world. Uh, not everyone spoke English. So imagine AI doing real time um translation. So everyone's speaking in their native tongue, but we're hearing what's being said without captions in, in the language that we understand. And so I think with the metaverse being 
a tap, a swipe, or a click away with AI bringing this new instant voice translation type of technology, um, with AI also assisting consumers with intellectual property challenges. When you're creating content for a client, you have to make sure you're respecting the intellectual intellectual property rights, the copyrights uh, regarding pictures and videos and logos and things that you use in the work that you do for clients. Well, the same thing applies in the internet. So imagine AI looking at an object that you're bringing into a virtual space and instantly letting you know if there's an IP issue with that object. I think for all of those reasons, that's why I'm excited about, you know, really diving headfirst uh, into the Web3 and Metaverse spaces. And I will tell you that from a marketing and branding standpoint, once again, just like back in 95, 96 with our first website, it's really allowing our law firm to service more clients around the world in a new way that other lawyers haven't even thought about to, to help them fix their problems. And I don't care what you do for a living, the audience members can do the same thing, and I hope they do. Wow. That is such a good explanation of it. I think one of the, so uh, Bez, by the way, Bez uh, Rengifo says uh, simultaneous interpretation is what he says. And also he says, thank you, Bez. Uh, yeah. Mitch is your pro to onboard you into the metaverse Aww. spaces and thought leader in the legal business world. And absolutely. I mean, it, that was thank such you, a helpful explanation. Now, one thing that I, I do want to kind of mention because, and Katie, Katie okay. says this because she says I'm feeling a bit scared about these new things, and I think that's quite a common, a common concern. I, I kind of empathise with what Katie's saying that I, I'm one of these early adopters, and I get excited about these new things, and I know you do too. Sure. But obviously, a lot of people are getting a little bit maybe worried about this new technology. You know, we hear like some like negative stories about it um, sometimes. Sure. And, they, they, and the media doesn't do a, a particularly good job of this, you know, particularly with talking about NFTs and, and things like that. I, I loved your explanation of like for how Apple with their Apple wallet. And I think that's really exciting that they're going to be integrating with uh, MetaMask uh, and the simultaneous translation, all this kind of stuff. Um, how would you... With, with somebody like Katie, because Katie is not alone, and I've gone through those kind of wobble moments when I've been thinking, mm. oh my goodness, this is like, I, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. <laughs> like, what would you say to people yeah. who, are, who are kind of like struggling with, with this whole thing? Well, I think you need to do what's comfortable for you. Um, I really want people to be comfortable with the decisions that they make. And so what I would encourage Katie or anyone else to do is, is do, your, you know, do your own research when you have a chance. Um, Pick up the book, the NFT handbook. A friend of mine, uh, uh, Fortman, wrote it along with the uh, community manager for Mark Cuban's company. It's a great A to Z on NFTs. I've got a book coming out, the NF the uh, Metaverse handbook, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. And just get up to speed about you know what we're talking about. <clears throat> I don't want to see anybody left behind. And this, this train uh, is leaving the station. This is something that you know, I don't think you need to do in order to be successful in business, but I will tell you with Gen Z, right now, Gen Z is more interested about Web3 and metaverse technology and some of the other things that we've already talked about than anything else. They're, they don't care about social media. They don't actually care about traditional corporate structures. This is the mindset of the next generation of clients and business owners. And so what I want to do is make sure we, and I know this because I'm around them every single day. And what I want to do is make sure that the services that we provide uh, include those potential 
clients or customers from within our services, right? So if I'm dealing with older clients, I rarely will mention metaverse options and virtual offices. They want to either meet me in person or pick up the phone and have a phone conversation with me. And that's fantastic. Uh, on the other side of the coin, I want to make sure that we're able to roll out the appropriate digital welcome mats uh, when we feel the need to do so and that we're set up to do so you know, when it's when it will help us better serve the client and close that deal. So you need to be careful. One of the reasons I think uh, Brian Clark and Joe Paluzzi asked me to speak at CEX next month is I am going to be sharing uh, some of the due diligence steps that people can take, for example, when purchasing, when selling, when investing in NFTs and non-fungible tokens, when thinking about using DAOs, uh, decentralized autonomous organizations, uh, to set up a company instead of a corporation or a limited liability company. There are a lot of issues out there. There are a lot of scam artists out there. There's a lot of fraud taking place in the wild, wild west of Web3. So what I think is really important is that we're there for each other. We add resources and values, and we're looking over each other's shoulders to keep each other safe. Having said that, remember, don't allow your own self-imposed limitations to get in the way of your success. The reality is Web3, metaverse technology, digital technology, it's not only here to stay, it's, it's expanding and improving on a daily basis. And if you want to stay relevant in business, if you want to be able to satisfy the, your client, your customer, or the consumer's expectations, you need to be a player in this space. Not everybody wants to be, and that's totally fine to me. I remember, Ian, back in the day when I started uh, uh, experiencing some success on social media, being on shows with Kitty Kirk and Anderson Cooper, Peter Diamandis, Gary Vaynerchuk, whatever. I remember friends of mine reaching out, wow, that was really cool. How did you make that happen? Well, that's what I was talking to you about five or six years ago. But you said, Mitch, I'm a lawyer. I don't want to go on a live show and make a mistake in my grammar or say something wrong. And so I, they never took that first step. Fast forward, forward five years later, I'm on shows that are being broadcast around the world. And guess what happens, Ian? When somebody needs a California, Southern California lawyer, we're the ones that they reach out to. They know that if we can help them, we will. And if we can't, we'll take good care of them. And I think the same thing's happening right now with Web3 and the metaverses. This is the time to start getting involved in a gradual way that you're comfortable with so that five years from now, you're not looking back and saying, why didn't I set up that account? Why didn't I learn this technology? You know, why didn't I uh, invest in an inexpensive $300 Oculus that changed everything uh, in, in business? So that would be my short response. That, no, that is so, so helpful. And I would say the people in the Web 3.0 community that I've interacted with are just so helpful. There's no such thing as a silly question. So like you can ask all these questions because we're all learning together. So why not just we spend, are. maybe spend a couple of hours a week if, if, if just to kind of like dip your toe in the water, just learn a little bit, a bit, a bit about it, ask questions. We'll be talking about Web 3.0 on this show a few, uh, you know, um, not all the time, uh, but we w I will be coming back to this because it is such an important topic. So the the metaverse, you have said this a few times, you have used the, the word metaverses. And I think that is this is right. really important because 
Mark Zuckerberg likes to get his hands on things and he likes to... Who? To, so he who? Wants, who? Is, <laughs> yeah, he, is he involved in anything I'm talking about? <laughs> Sorry uh, to, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but this is the thing, you know, he's changed the parent company of Facebook to Meta and so... And right. a lot of us have watched movies like um, The Matrix and Ready Player One is another example. And some of oldies uh, might remember a technology called Second Life, uh, yeah. which is kind of like a, almost like the, like a precursor to the, to the metaverse. So what actually, I think, I think you've already explained um, indirectly what the metaverse is or the metaverses are, but can you explain... Uh, why the, Why there's more than, well, there is more than one metaverse and, and explain what the metaverse is for right, us. Right. I, I think there's literally thousands and everything I just mentioned, you know, had nothing to do with Facebook's meta. And that's what people need to understand is the metaverses that we're using, Oculus Workrooms are obviously part of the Facebook or meta product, but Spatial.io, EngageVR.io, uh, glue.work. These are, these are metaverse platforms that have nothing to do with Facebook. And you walk into a beautiful conference room, beautiful office, the type of uh, environment that you can be proud of to meet a client or a patient or a customer in, and you can engage in real time with photos and videos and logos and 3D objects, whatever it might be. That's what I'm talking about uh, when we talk about the metaverses, it's something that's not just one product, it's multiple products and not each metaverse is right for you, for example. Um, what I've noticed for me as a professional is I don't want to bring a client into a space where the characters look like Legos or it's difficult for my client to click or tap into. I want to share with them an option that's as easy to use as a Zoom, for example, or Ecamm. A uh, couple of taps, a couple of clicks, and wherever they are, they can come in. My son and I, two months ago, and he's in his last semester at the University of Southern California Marshall School of Business. And Ian, we're having a great time doing this. I've spent more time talking with Garrett over the last couple of months than I have over the last four years, right? Typical college student. But we've started a company called Maneuver. And what we're showing is companies how to transition into the metaverse, right? So they have a, a virtual department or a virtual space that they can meet clients in. And what we're noticing is oftentimes people are misguided as to, well, I need to be in the XYZ metaverse. That's what I see everybody talking about on my, on my different social media platforms. And he and I know it's the last place you want to be. Like that's not the type of impression you want to give. So just like you and I have done and observed and watched over the years on social media, there's a right way and a wrong way to build out your business, to build out your brand on these different platforms. There's a right and wrong way to take into consideration intellectual property issues that are associated with the content we create, the contracts, the agreements, the terms of service uh, uh, agreements and contracts that each platform requires us to agree to before using it. All of these things we need to know more about before, you know, really spending time, energy and money building out our business onto these platforms. We've also started to talk more about human resources, Ian. There's something remotely, not remotely, there's something extremely personal when you're meeting somebody in these platforms. And I think because of how easy it is and the comfort level of, of engaging with people using avatars, 
people forget that the laws that exist, both state and federal, human resource, employer, employee, right? All of these laws that apply in the real world apply in the metaverse too. So human resource departments do need to remind and educate their teams that what you say and do in the metaverse uh, is subject to state and federal laws, just like it would be in the real world. So we're finding all of these really interesting issues that we're able to consult with our clients on in order to have it be a safe and meaningful experience, not only for the client, but also for their team members. So there's there are a lot of worms in this can, but it's a can that's going to be on the top shelf in front of all the consumers as we walk down the aisle probably a virtual aisle, right, in the not-too-distant future that I think everyone needs to pay attention to. And that's why I'm excited about this. I, I don't waste my time on things that don't matter. I, I, I 35 years of practicing law. I, I love my personal life. I love running and paddleboarding and doing a lot of other things in the community. I'm not going to waste my time, a second of my time with anyone or anything that I didn't think uh, deserves it. And this is something that's changing the world forever. Good or bad, it's happening. And so I've always been taught if you want to be a part of the process and make change happen in the direction that you want to see it happen in, then you need to be involved. And that's why you're seeing me so see me so involved in the metaverse and web three technology. Yeah, that is such an important thing to say because there are so many people out there that I really respect who are embracing this web 3.0 and metaverse technology. And you can't you can't just brush that under the carpet. You know, this is here they, to stay. They this, are, they are, they are not. Well, they are, you know, the, the people in the uh, marketing world, yeah. you know, um, you know, you've, you've mentioned a few names um, before, like um, uh, Joe Polizzi mm -hmm. and, and Mark Schaefer as well. I was, I got an email yeah. from Mark uh, like a few months ago, or maybe last year saying he was going to send some free cryptocurrency to me because he was creating this right. new creator coin. And I was thinking, is, it, is, is this like a spam thing? Is this somebody else? I was like, what's Mark doing? And then I looked into it and I thought, oh, he's adopting this. Like, oh, well, okay, mm -hmm. this must be, this. Must, I need to look at this Web 3.0 thing. And I think that's important because there are so many people that are that I respect that are, are looking at Web 3.0 and Metaverse and, and not just dipping their toe in. Like you, they are jumping in the deep end and really going for this. So I, I love that. Now, I think it was so important that you mentioned that there is not just one metaverse. There are many, and we can we can be involved with any of these. Like, but where do we get started? And I think another feeling that a lot of people have, and I I must admit I have this sometimes as well, is a little bit of overwhelm. Like, okay, I, yeah. I can go and get get this headset. I don't have to. You've mentioned mentioned that you don't have to go out and buy an Oculus Quest, you know, you can, you can do it on your computer or your phone, but like, how do we get started in when web 1.0 was out or web 2.0, we could go and buy a domain name. We could set up a website. We could go onto, we could set up a Facebook account. Sure. And I think to us all now today, that kind of makes sense. But like from a business point of view, like, what do we do? Like which, which metaverse do I join? Do I have to create like a virtual property, you know, where do we start? Right, Help us right. out on this. So, you know, what's interesting, Ian, is so many people feel like they need to create it and start, you know, start with the foundation and build it themselves. And, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. Right now, because of how fast things are changing, because of how easy the technology is to use, what I'm encouraging people to do and what Garrett and I, the company we put together is Maneuver. It's M-A-N-E-U-V-R. 
Uh, go to MitchJackson.com if you want to see the link. But we we show people you don't need to start from scratch. If if for example you wanted to do a live video and you're using Ecamm's products and services, you're clicking and tapping into the Ecamm product and you're using it right now. You didn't write the software and hire a coder to build you a video, live video uh, production studio from scratch. You clicked and tapped into available products and services. That's what Garrett and I are doing is we're trying to share with everyone how you can just tap into existing services. So to directly answer your question, it's the companies I've mentioned before, and I have no financial affiliation with any of these companies. I do know that they provide exemplary products. I like the experience we've been having. Spatial.io is a great is a great company, especially for platform, especially for creatives, for artists. And uh, EngageVR.io is a great metaverse platform for I think business owners, uh, for professionals, anything else in between. What we're using internally right now, the Horizon Oculus workrooms are great. Where you're sitting at your desk, you actually use your hand device and this is this is what it looks like there you go that's spatial use your hand device you can actually draw your desk in front of you can play that that's fine i can talk over it you can draw your desk and uh, i can use my keyboard my desktop while i'm having a meeting in a room this is the spatial gallery you can see how they've set this up for artists we have galleries like this that we set up for our law firm where we walk opposing counsel and claims adjusters through the room. And instead of photos, we've got the chronological photographs and videos of a client's case. And it leaves a big impact uh, so that by the time we're done, look at this beautiful space. Imagine meeting clients in this space. Um, this is spatial. And once again, the EngageVR.io platform uh, we're using for more professional interactions that seem to work. So there are ways to easily, uh, you know, maybe an hour a day, tap into these platforms, get a feel for it, small bites. It's like learning how to run. You know, you, you crawl first and then you walk. Then if you're smart, you do a little a little skip now and then, and then you go into a full-time run. You can have fun with it. Look at the companies behind this that are using it. 3M, Stanford, HTC. You know, these are major companies right now, at least here in the United States. Uh, most of the Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000 companies are tapping into the different Web3 and Metaverse platforms. That should tell everybody something, right? The, the amount of money that's going into these platforms, uh, the interest, the conversation, why wouldn't you want to be a part of it for literally most of the platforms I just mentioned allow you free access. So why wouldn't you want to be a part of this new revolution? Definitely. I love that. And I think these these tools that you mentioned, like, for example, uh, I think it's Engage VR. I think that's the right one. I downloaded it earlier today and it you could like use it in a, in a similar way to like Zoom in a way. It's, it's, a, it's a place sure. where you can meet clients. So if you are a coach or a consultant, you could offer that as an alternative. You could meet on Zoom, but you could also meet there. Um, and so that's, I think that is, that's really, really cool. But like how- You're, you're, you're going to have a much more intimate mm. interaction. It's like you're coaching someone who's in the same room with you. And I don't know about you, I don't feel that way on a Zoom, okay? But when yeah. you're in a VR space and everyone's got a headset, uh, you do feel that way. It, it's a very intimate type of professional relationship. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to, to highlight that because that's a, that's a huge factor. And Ian, while we're talking about this, 
you know, communication and persuasion are things I just love learning as much as I can about, especially to, to get the results that I want to get from my clients in the courtroom. Just because it's easy to come into these platforms doesn't mean you're going to have success. And so just quickly, can I, in 60 seconds or less, can I share something super important? Yeah. Okay. So what I've noticed is we, we have some mutual friends, great keynote speakers. I've seen them. They've joined me in these spaces and their avatars just sitting there. It's just kind of going like this. It's not doing anything. And what Garrett and I do talk about in our consulting is we share communication and persuasive techniques. So when you come into a spot with your avatar, and by the way, most of these platforms allow you to take your webcam, upload a photo uh, of your face, and the AI uh, uh, integrates your face onto an avatar body that you can set up. So my body usually has a business suit, one has a tie, another platform, it's an open shirt, but I try to prevent, present myself in a professional fashion. We teach people how to use the room, use anchor points. When I'm in trial and I've walked to the left side of the jury box, it's a negative uh, argument that the other side's putting on our case. If I walk to the right side, it's something I want the jury to focus on. And I use different spots in the room to help anchor the uh, the points that I'm trying to make. Same thing applies in a metaverse. Use your avatar, work the room, use storytelling techniques uh, when speaking, use metaphors to help make your point. While you're speaking, plan ahead and tap a button and bring a picture up behind you to emphasize what you're talking about, or maybe a video. All of these techniques are available in the metaverse quickly and easily, or you have an assistant who's doing this on your behalf while you're presenting. And I just haven't seen another, other than in real life, I haven't felt that interaction. You're able to look at the facial expression of the other person who's there. The Oculus has cameras. Some of the other headsets have, have even more cameras or a little bit more expensive. You can see their eyes opening up. You can see their cheeks moving. You can see their mouths moving. Um, all of these things, I think, play to us connecting and building rapport with everyone else. So, Ian, while we're in these spaces, you know, just getting there is one thing. It's like just opening up a free Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram account is one thing. It's how you use the spaces, I think, that's going to separate you from everyone else. That's amazing. I had no idea that it actually could have measured your facial expressions as well, because that, that oh, is yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. Paul Duke is saying, this is a great, uh, great point. I'm an English language instructor, and I think this will really help get introverted and reticent speakers out of their shells. And I think that's right, Absolutely. because like, I think like go, going to like a big uh, conference or an event can be quite scary for some people, but it just putting on a headset in the comfort of their own house uh, is going to be um, a lot it's, easier. So, mm. uh, Paul, it's, it's, it's a great inclusion tool also. I think what it does is it gives people the opportunity to have meetings and to speak, like you just mentioned, uh, where they otherwise may not be able to. Uh, we had a free Oculus Quest 2 giveaway in December, and a friend of mine, Bo Cowan, who you may know, he's on social media, uh, you know, he's, he lives his life in a wheelchair but he wants to be a motivational speaker. He wants to be a keynote speaker. And so Bo was the recipient of our Oculus Quest giveaway, and it's going to allow Bo to speak on some large stages around the world from the living room of his home while he's sitting in his wheelchair. And I'm super excited about that. So it's because of this technology that I think people are going to have opportunities that they've never had before, and it's gonna be fun. That's awesome. I love that. Now you mentioned the whole idea of the avatar and we're, we're kind of not, talk, we're not talking about the blue alien thing here. We're talking about, this is a, a way you represent yourself 
in this virtual world. And it's interesting because like my, my, actually my kids are massively into Minecraft. Minecraft is actually like a metaverse in a way, isn't it? And I'm sure we'll be Mm -hmm. able to go into the Minecraft and, and you could have meetings in there. But when it comes to your avatar, like my, my kids spent so long, like, um, sorting out the way they look. And I remember the Nintendo Wii, you know, you could, you could, again, you could design the way you are. Now for me, I just, I honestly, I don't really care about an avatar. I just want to be me in the metaverse. And I think that I, so you piqued my interest when you were talking about the fact that you can basically just upload your photo on there. So if you want, you can be, you can change the way you look. You can be something, someone completely different, but you could just be complete representation of you in the digital world. Tell us a little bit more right. about that. Cause I, th- I think for you, cause obviously you are, you're wanting to um, be professional. You, so you, uh, and you want to interact with your clients in the virtual world. So yeah, um, that's obviously important it's, to you. Mm. It, it is, it is. And so one of the challenges for me early on in social media, it was, you know, the transparency issue, uh, just being yourself, right? Showing up right now, I'm in a golf or tennis shirt. I'm not in my suit and tie. And back in the day, lawyers just weren't doing that. And what I noticed is by being that guy, you know, it's like your next door neighbor, which is who I am, uh, being a dad, husband, father of two, back in the day, broadcasting live from my my kids' uh, soccer sidelines or the football stadium, whatever it may be, it I, sh- I noticed it allowed me to connect with more and more people and build their trust. Uh, they knew I wasn't bullshitting them, right? And so I think the same approach applies in the metaverse. What you want to do is, you know, keep in mind, you never have you know, a second chance to make a good first impression. And I think first impressions are really important. So as you're crafting your avatar, uh, if you want to come across as casual in sweats, uh, you know, I'm, I'm casual, but I'm professionally dressed. You know, whatever you decide to do, just understand that it is a direct reflection of who you are in business, who you are in your occupation or your industry. I feel strongly that way. So you want to select the appropriate name. I use my my name as an avatar. When somebody comes in, they're talking to Mitch Jackson. What I've noticed is we've got a lot of professionals that are, uh, you know, gravitating over and starting to build out their their virtual office space, but they set up their Oculus account a year or two ago, and they're like Galactic Star Warrior one twenty nine, <laughs> right? And you know, the idea behind all of this is to connect with clients and potential clients. So they have to know your name. They have to feel like what they're seeing on the screen. I feel is who they're going to meet in your office. It's not always easy to find the right avatar that complements exactly, you know, uh, your age, uh, your choice of clothing. But most of the platforms I've suggested allow you to fine tune, you know, from body size to skin color to hair, facial hair, glasses, what type of clothing you can you can fine tune it, I think, to represent who you are. The only caveat is in the uh, Oculus workrooms. The oldest avatar that's available that I selected is 20 years younger than me. And so when I meet a new client in that room, I'll joke a little bit and let them know that's one good looking avatar right there that I need you to know. That's the oldest one I can find. It's about 20 years younger than what I really am. And we all have a laugh about it and then move forward because I know I'm going to meet the client in a deposition in court. And so I just want to be open and transparent so nobody feels like they've been misled. 
we're going to see the avatars changing. In the one platform that you showed, spatial.io, you'll notice the avatars are from the waist up. You get used to that in about 20 minutes. That's not a big deal. It has to do with memory usage in the rendering of these platforms. I heard a rumor that Spatial's coming out with uh, with legs, okay? And that's gonna be announced maybe in the next month or two. I don't know if that's a fact or not. It doesn't matter because you get over it quickly. Uh, new users will find one reason or another, oh my goodness, there's no legs, I would never use that. Well, <laughs> that's fine with me because it's less competition in the space, but I want everyone to know that after about 20 minutes, it's not even an issue. Um, oops, I think I froze up. There we go. And, um, you know, so for all those reasons, I would suggest, you know, customize your avatar in a way that reflects who you are as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a professional. I think it's, it's so funny. Like uh, I didn't even, when I first showed spatial.io on the screen, I didn't even realize they didn't have legs. And then you mentioned yeah. it and I looked again. Yeah. I thought, I know oh, it's like no big deal. <laughs> and, and I think that is funny what you were saying about, uh, you know, the avatars. I, I, I think that is that kind of worries me a little bit that then they're just assuming that this is just for like people in their twenties. You know, I think we should be having, but they'll, they'll probably be expanding those avatars. And they also, what you yeah. said about um, being really authentic and, and just making it clear that, you know, about your avatar. Uh, and I, I, I always do that when, when I'm meeting people for the first time, uh, when I'm just about to meet people for the first time, I just warn them. I'm quite sure I'm five foot four. just so they don't get a shock when they see me, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Having said that with spatial, um, I, I won't need to worry about me being short anymore. I can, I can, you, you could, you could, you could be the Shaquille O'Neal of, uh, exactly. content marketing. If you wanted to, you know, what's, you know, what's interesting is, in addition to uh, how you set your avatar up, and once again, I think transparency, strategic transparency is the way to go. Mm. Um, you can also, what's cool is the audio. You can do spatial audio. So if I'm on stage, like at a Tony Robbins event, I, I've spoken a couple of times with David Merriman Scott at Tony Robbins, thousands of people in the audience, it's really exciting. You can set up and, and uh, engage VR.io, that type of environment. So if you're on stage and you've got a full audience, you can select what's called spatial audio, which means if people in the audience are talking to each other, only people or avatars within a five foot radius of that conversation can hear it. It doesn't bother me on stage. It doesn't bother anybody else listening from the audience. It doesn't bother anybody over in the vendor booths that you can set up, whether you're subleasing to vendors or you've got different departments in your office and avatars there uh, interacting with, you know, the participants at the event. Spatial audio is critically important also. Audio is important in everything we do. But what I've noticed is these metaverse sites have really doubled down on making sure the quality of the audio is exemplary. And when you look at these platforms allowing you to access the visuals, depending on the quality of your headset in 2K, 4K, or even 8K, the Winter Olympics were uh, available within Oculus. It was an 8K transmission. Now, Oculus, I think, only allows 2 to 4K to watch them. But I was standing on the side of the mogul run, because I love to snow ski, watching these Olympic competitors. Ian, it was so real. I looked to my right and left, and I see people standing there next to me behind the ribbon. I felt like I could feel the wind on my face as they, as they skied by ice dripping off my chin, you know, because it was so cold outside. It's the type of experience you just don't have with Zoom, email, or text messages. Now, if you can take that same experience and bring it into your business world, 
that's what separates you from everyone else in town. And I think that's the power of the metaverse. And that's why I'm so excited about this technology. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think we've, we've all experienced over the last two years, Zoom fatigue. Looking at a screen, it just yeah. doesn't, it's not the same. You can, with the metaverse, uh, you know, you can look around and the spatial audio side of things, that's so important. I mean, uh, audio is is something that we, it's almost like an afterthought, but we we hear things in 360 and that, that is really important. Well, I'm just looking at the time. Uh, so the, uh, before I ask you my final couple of questions, I, I just want to make it as easy as possible for people watching and listening to get started with this. We've talked about so many different things and it's so easy to get overwhelmed. You've mentioned a couple of various uh, uh, metaverses to get started with. The first thing is you don't need to get uh, a VR headset. It would be great. I mean, that probably does, That's if you can, that will probably be the big game changer for you. I, I'm yep. sure, sure you would say, but what are like, can you give us three simple steps for people who have never gone and never experienced the metaverse, how they can get started with all of this um, and, and sure. make it as simple as possible for us? Okay. So, so you've known me long enough. I'm not self-promoting at all. Okay. And all I'm saying is uh, my LinkedIn newsletter, Ian, uh, mm. My first five or six editions, I broke it down and answered those questions. I'm like, these are the platforms. This is how you use them. Um, this is the technology. This is how you want to interact. This is the headset options. These are the links to access the platforms. So I would go to MitchJackson.com and look for the uh, links over on the right to my LinkedIn newsletter, which is awesome. And look at the first four or five issues because it will lay out exactly what every single business owner needs to know to do the things that we've just talked about. That's the short answer to your question. And I and I'm and the the reason I'm creating my content like that is I want other people to benefit from these spaces. And you're not going to find self-serving links in these email newsletters. This is like this is what works through the eyes of a business owner. You don't need to be a co coder, you don't need to be need to be a software expert. You don't need to uh, be biased towards any one platform. It's like, this is what we're doing right now and how we're doing it. And if you're interested in getting involved, read the first four or five editions. I know that when Garrett and I first started Maneuver, um, that's what I had him do. I'm like, Garrett, I call him G. I go, G, G money, just because it's easier on the soccer field. He's an amazing <laughs> striker back in his day. I'm like, G money, what you want to do is go through those first five, five or six newsletters outline them, take notes. That's that's really everything you need to do to be, you know, ahead of 99.99% of everyone else at, U at the University of Southern California. So that's where I would start. Definitely. And if you just go to Mitch's website, mitchjackson.com, if you just scroll down, I think it's down here on the right. Uh, there's my LinkedIn newsletter. Click on that. Is that and it? You can okay. I think, I think that's it. My LinkedIn newsletter, Metaverse Web3. Yep. So click on that. Uh, and Mitch is so amazing at explaining this. And I just don't want anyone to feel like left behind and feel scared about yeah. this. I mean, Mitch, you've yeah. done an amazing job today. Uh, Thank you. So like, what is the next stage? Um, you, you, I've heard that you can create your own like virtual office in these spaces. If you do mm -hmm. that, for example, if you build these things, if you create your avatar, can you then move those, transfer those between metaverses? Is this something, can you tell us like, what is the future That's of all of this? That's what we're all looking at right now. So the short answer is you can, but it's not easy and in not all cases. What we're looking at is 
Uh, what I would encourage everyone to do is 2022. I don't know when everyone's watching this, but in 2022, what we're encouraging everyone to do is just get familiar with the platforms. You don't have to spend money to buy digital land or build digital buildings. Most of these platforms allow you to click and using turnkey technology, set up your office, set up your conference room. And then once you set it up the way you want it set up with pictures and logos and plants, and maybe you've got a, a, your, your dog over in the corner because you can bring in any 3D objects. Um, you can save it to, for example, your Oculus. So the next time you go in, you can go into that customized office space. That's where I would have everyone start. Now, as this technology progresses, what we're, what we're looking at is the integration factor between all of these platforms. If you are setting things up in Metaverse A, you want to be able to integrate what you've done there and transfer it over using your digital wallet to metaverse B, C, and D. And for me, that's the exciting part, is looking at the different platforms working together using Web3 decentralized technology to allow platforms to be more compatible with each other, to integrate with each other. That's why right now we're telling our clients, don't invest money building out a digital space, buying digital land, uh, in one of the platforms that you see people talking about right now, because number one, it may not be the platform in the future. Number two, the avatars and characters in these platforms look like Lego chips, and that's just not the impression I want to give. Number three, <laughs> go into some of these platforms, some of the big players, and go to their spaces and look around at how many people are there, how many people are actually using these spaces. And so what I found, Ian, is the value with these platforms right now is not having random customers come by your office and stick their head in. The value is me saying, Ian, I'm so glad you reached out. We can talk on the phone, on Zoom, or if you'd like, we can jump into our virtual office conference room and really have a meaningful conversation there. Which way would you like to go? And you may say, Mitch, that virtual conference room sounds easy, sounds great. I'm gonna shoot you a link, it's just like Zoom. Here's the password and I'll see you in there in 45 minutes. That's the way we're using it. We're using it to purposefully bring people into our existing spaces and not focusing on random clients just happening to, happening to walk by uh, into the office. And I think that's what people need to pay attention to right now. That may change over the next three to five years as more and, pe more, and more people come into these spaces. But right now, that's the effective way to really tap into the power of the different metaverse platforms. Now that's awesome. Thank you so much for explaining that to us. And Bez was saying something that was on my mind when you were speaking, which is interrupt, if I can say the word, uh, interoperability. Can you say that word for me? <laughs> In interoperability. Thank you. I that's believe. the word. <laughs> well, you helped what? me earlier with instant translation. So, <laughs> yeah, this is what we need uh, like matrix style things where we can download these uh, so, things into our brains. So, Be but, Bez is a good example, yep. though, Ian, mm. because, because I know Bez, we're both uh, Rotarians. And I mean, I, we haven't met in real life, but we've met online. We met in the metaverse. Bez is somebody that's got uh, a company, a traditional brick and mortar company. And what he's doing is he's taking uh, a department or division of that company into the metaverse, like we've been talking about for the last hour. Mm. Here's someone that hasn't had any experience with Web3 or the metaverse platforms, but he is adapting, adopting this type of technology, you know, to do the things, to build that brand. And it's going to work out for him. What he's going to realize mm. is 
instead of meeting clients just in his local area, he's going to start meeting professional clients around the country and around the world because he's offering this additional access to him. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see people do this. And that's why you see me each and every day, you know, talking about Web3 and the metaverse. And my angle obviously is I want to make sure from a legal standpoint that people are, you know, following the rules and regulations in their, you know, state and federal in their industry, using contracts, uh, protecting and respecting other people's intellectual property. There are so many legal issues with everything that we're talking about that for me, just because that's what I do, it's interesting to me, but I see this as being the next step for all of us uh, moving forward with building out our businesses and expanding our brands from local to global. Absolutely. And I think if you're listening to the podcast, you can hear the excitement in Mitch's voice. This is something that you clearly love. And we will definitely need lawyers as we kind of try and navigate this because it is a little bit like the Wild West. Just to go back to Mm -hmm. what uh, Bez was saying, interoperability, there you go, was the same issue we had during pre and web one, but we figured it out. And I think that is so right. We will figure this out as we try and uh, create these new environments and try and transfer them from one place to another. But just get started, dip your toe in the water, Uh, go over to Mitch's website and subscribe to his LinkedIn newsletter. And I know that you have, uh, you do have these events sometimes in the metaverse and uh, hopefully, hopefully I will be able to join you uh, in the future. I need to just go out and get one of these uh, Oculus Quest. It's the two, isn't it? Oculus Quest two, I believe. Right right? right now it's Oculus Quest two and it's the most compatible, least expensive, easy, easiest to use headset that, uh, that I found. And what Garrett and I are doing is once a week, and I'll share it on at MitchJackson.com and our blog and our email update that's available there. What we do is we'll pick a different platform. We'll go in, we'll have meetings and just kind of bounce around. I can take people from, you know, that digital yacht into a huge conference room with the tap of a button. I can then say, okay, listen, I want to show you the courtroom that we use Uh, where we walk our clients through to get them comfortable with this particular environment. I tap a button. The next thing you know, you're in this beautiful courtroom. And, And then we answer questions and it's just kind of fun to do. And I think, I think without exception, everyone that's done that is like, okay, this is easier than I thought it would be. It's more impressive than I thought it would be. And I need to, to know more about this. So yeah, join us anytime. You're more than welcome. Oh, thank you, Mitch. We are over time, uh, it just shows you there's so much that we could talk about here. And I'm, I was, I was excited at the start, but I'm even more excited now. So thank you so much, Mitch, uh, for all your help. And I really appreciate it. We are out of time, but I hope you've enjoyed this today. Uh, thank you so much for everyone uh, watching live. Uh, Bez is saying it's like jumping into your first swim of the summer. The water is cold, but you get used to it. That's a great analogy. Love that. Well, I'm taking a break next week. I'm uh, away just for a week with the family. Going to be enjoying that. But uh, the podcast continues and the live show will be back after um the, after that week we'll be back on tuesdays and thursdays but that's it for this week and until next time i encourage you to level up your impact authority and profits through the power of confident live video and of course web 3.0 and the metaverse see you soon bye thanks for listening to the confident live marketing podcast with ian anderson gray make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact authority and profits through the power of live video and until next time
travel to my metaverse is a steep technology traverse. Mitch Mitch Jackson, Mitch Mitch Jackson's coming on Travel to my metaverse, travel to my metaverse, travel to my metaverse, travel to my metaverse.